Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. So today we are talking about relating to your resistance. So as always, let's take a grounding breath. Closing off the eyes, putting your hands on your lap or on your heart. Breathing all the way in. And release. And again, breathing all the way in. And release. Just noticing how your breath is feeling right now in this present moment. And one more breath in. And release. Noticing how your body's feeling. Noticing how your emotions are feeling. Noticing any body sensations, any areas of tension or tightness. Knowing you always have your breath to come home to. And when you're ready, you can start to slowly come back. Just noticing how you're feeling. Good morning. Thank you for joining. Guys, I've been feeling so connected lately. I've been healing and shifting some really big trauma patterns of dysregulation where I've officially broken up with dysregulation. I discovered my body was addicted. I mean, this wasn't anything new, but it really came to the light. I discovered that my body was addicted to dysregulation because that's what felt normal was going through these cycles of feeling good, feeling dysregulated, feeling good, feeling dysregulated. Like it was addicted to that emotional roller coaster. And so for the past week, anytime little me wants to then go down that rabbit hole of feeling dysregulated, I'm like, oh, wait, no, we don't have to do this anymore. We get to feel our feelings, but we don't have to get dysregulated. Like we can just show ourselves that we are safe to be with whatever comes up. And it's felt so empowering. It's felt so freeing. It's just allowed me to feel more connected to everything in my life right now. Like I just had such a beautiful session um, with a family member of one of my clients and I'm seeing that client in an hour and then just have sweet personal things happening in my love life. And just like life is good. And it's so scary to trust that life can just be good. And when I say good, it doesn't mean that we're not going to experience pain. Life is painful. There are painful things happening as we speak. And when you show little you and you show your nervous system that life gets to be good, that you are safe to be with the pain as it comes up and that you are safe to break that trauma cycle where your body is addicted to the stress hormones and the chaos and the trauma, you get to just experience this stretching of your nervous system, this expansion, this new level of faith and trust 
Like there's so many things right now that I could, that I do feel fear around, right? And I can just allow that fear to be here and still lean into faith and trust. Like faith and fear can coexist. Control and faith cannot coexist. You're either controlling or you're having faith. But when we have faith, it doesn't mean the fear just goes away. That's a different episode. We're going to do an episode on that, of faith and fear coexisting. But let's talk about today's episode <laughs> before I get too off, uh, too off topic. So today's episode is relating to your resistance. So what is resistance? Resistance is any change that we make for our nervous system. And there's a sense of resistance of our nervous system fighting it. So how many times have we seen on January 1st, all the gyms are filled. People are like, yeah, health is well, fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like a month later, everyone, it, it's gone. Like a, the, the gym has, has emptied. It's because our nervous systems resist what is unfamiliar. So even if it's something good that we want, right? We want to go to the gym. We want to make healthy habits. We want to, you know, break up with our dysregulation. We want to, you know, build abundance. We want to make an impact in the world. Like whatever it is, like whatever that good thing is that we want, it's still going to feel resistant because it's foreign. Our nervous systems are used to operating from this place of trauma, disconnection from ourselves and others, dysregulation where our emotions are at a high and then a low and then high and then low and this big roller coaster that we didn't pay to get on. We just sort of like found ourselves on it. And so the resistance is there because the nervous system feels like it has to go back in a survival mode of like, this feels foreign. We've gotten our needs met this other way for as long as we've been alive. And so now we're changing things up and it feels terrifying. Terrifying. I just had a little accent come out. Terrifying. It feels terrifying. <laughs> so what do we do about that? We have to come into relationship with the resistance. So I want you to get clear right now. What is one thing that you're feeling resistance on? I'm going to think about this for myself as well. Take a breath into your body. What do I feel resistance on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel you don't hear this. Um, something came up for me immediately. If something I feel resistance, just a part of my expression. And when I think about why, like, why do I feel resistant from this? It's, it's not like this immediate thing that comes up. It's more of just like, oh, I feel resistance because that feels like too good to be true, or it feels scary, or it feels um, just like, could it actually be that possible for me? Like it, it, because it requires me to believe in me and that feels scary because I'm used to doubting myself or not fully believing in myself or having others not fully believe in me. And so it can feel really scary when we have to believe in ourselves to create what we want to create. And having it all happen and having it feel like so magical, it's like, oh my God, can I trust this? And that can feel scary. 
So it's all rooted in fear when it comes down to it. But I really want you to get clear on what are you feeling resistant around? What changes, right? Like something that I feel resistance on every day is doing my daily habits. Every day, journal, meditate, and chant. And every day, there's some level of resistance of like, oh, I don't feel like doing it or oh, I don't really want to do it. Why don't we want to do it? Because it feels safer to focus on other things, other people, other things we're doing than to actually focus on ourselves and taking 10 minutes a day to do my daily habits and come home to myself requires pure presence and focus on me. And that's still something that little me is learning to feel safe around of like, I'm safe to just focus on myself, to put the damn phone away, to stop whatever work I'm doing and to focus on me. And that doesn't always feel safe. Because we are addicted. We are addicted to these screens. We are addicted to, you know, whatever other shit we're doing. We're addicted to anything that avoids us from ourselves. Good morning. Thank you for joining. We are addicted to anything that takes us away from ourselves. So naturally, there's going to be resistance when you're giving yourself that permission or when I'm giving you that permission. If you need this as a reminder or a sign, Go focus on yourself. Go take 10 minutes and journal. Take 10 minutes and chant. Take 10 minutes and meditate. Take 10 minutes and do go to the gym, go to the sauna, have sex with your partner, go eat a healthy veggie bowl. Like, go do anything that's going to feel nourishing for you and focus on you. And the resistance might say, but I have this to do and this to do, and I have to take care of this person. I have to email back this person. What would happen if you actually took 10 minutes right now to go focus on yourself and fill your own cup up before pouring into everyone else? It's not going to feel safe. It's not going to feel natural, but we have to come into relationship with that resistance. What is the resistance protecting you from? What are the narratives and the stories around it of if I go do this, then this will happen. If I go focus on myself, then this person won't be okay. I promise you, everyone is actually going to be not just okay. They're going to be way better off if you focus on you. If everyone were to just take care of themselves, this world, whew, it would look real different, like completely different. I'm like 100% sure about that. <clears throat> that is one thing I know to be true. So we come into relationship with the resistance. We ask it, what are you protecting me from? And again, consistency does not feel safe because especially with daily habits, I was just talking to this, talking about this with a client. It's not going to feel safe when we start doing habits that connect us home to ourselves and build that internal safety so that we actually feel safe to release those addictive behaviors that we don't want to do anymore that are no longer serving us there's going to be this resistance around well <clears throat> this consistency doesn't feel safe or it doesn't feel safe to release those addictive behaviors so let's say your goal is to stop watching tv as much or stop smoking pot as much or stop drinking as much or stop scrolling as much or stop watching as much porn or stop you know um, binging tiktok <laughs> or video games, like pick one addictive behavior. My most addictive behavior right now is my phone. And it doesn't help that my whole business is on this app, but I can't use that as an excuse because I have to tell myself, no, put the phone away and focus. 
literally I'm writing a book right now. Do you know how much quicker I would be writing this book if this stupid phone was not here? <laughs> but also I'm so grateful for this phone because it allows me to talk to you right now. So I have to have the discipline to say no to myself. And that is something that I've not been doing a great job of, just to be quite honest with you all. So that's what I'm working on. I want you to think of what is an addiction that you are working on. And I want you to look at how has this addiction helped me feel safe? So if, for example, you are a TV binger like I used to be, TV would help me feel like there was this little pocket of distraction, of comfort, of soothing where I didn't have to think about my own shit and I could just get absorbed in the lives of the people I was watching. And <clears throat> excuse me. And that would feel safer than actually focusing on my life. And so that's the purpose it served is like, oh, this serves as a temporary band-aid for the sphere I'm feeling. And so then when I say, okay, I'm gonna do meditation, chanting, and journaling instead of watching TV my nervous system is going to be like, bitch, you crazy. We've been, you know, relying on this TV thing for your whole life. And now you're going to rip away this one layer of safety we have left. And it's going to fight and fight and fight. And your brain is going to go to all the places and all the excuses and being a leader of our lives and a leader of our nervous systems and relating from our adult self means that we have to have enough awareness, self-awareness and insight and discipline and love for ourselves to say, I know that this is just my nervous system holding on to old ways of safety and I'm safe to show it a new way. I'm safe to show it a new way because you are. It doesn't mean you're not going to feel resistance. It means that you get to come into relationship with that resistance and say, I don't need to give into this. Thank you, resistance, for trying to protect me, maybe even visualizing it softening and saying, I am safe to relate differently because you are. It may feel uncomfortable. It may feel like your body is fighting you every step of the way, but you have to be the one to lead and then your nervous, your nervous system will follow. How does that land for you and your body? It's okay if there's resistance, there's going to be resistance when you're changing any habits. But if we want to release the old habits, we have to replace them with new habits. Because if let's say you're feeling fear, you're feeling fear and your go-to is, okay, I just have to make it through this day and then I can binge TV on the couch. And then you take that away and you put nothing there to fill it. Your body's going to be like, it's going to be like this lost child in the woods. Like, where am I going? And so you have to give it something else. So for me, I replace TV with, okay, instead of watching TV at the end of the day, when I'm done with my stuff and I'm ready to start getting ready for bed, I now have my daily habit routine where I sit on my PMF mat, I heat it up, I get it all nice and warm for my body. And then I journal, I maybe pull some cards, I meditate, I chant, I connect to my vision. I breathe. I imagine my vision. I lean into gratitude. What am I grateful for in this present moment? As Melanie Ann Lair says, one foot in gratitude, one foot in desire. 
And that replaces my TV addiction because that actually allows space to allow me to connect to whatever emotion is coming up rather than numbing the emotion with the TV. So we have to find new things to replace the old things with, because just like we repeat overthinking, we, we don't have, even have to think about it, right? Like think about the maladaptive ways of coping that we have right now instilled and hardwired in us, overthinking, ruminating, obsessing, judging, being perfectionistic, people pleasing, gossiping, all the things. <clears throat> we're not just going to build new habits by doing them once. We have to literally do them on repeat the same way we do the old ones on repeat so that we show our nervous system, see, we're doing it again and again and again, and we're still safe. We're still safe. This, this habit is, <clears throat> is safe because you have to remember our nervous systems are here to keep us alive. And as brilliant as they are at keeping us alive, Sometimes our nervous systems are real dumb. It's like, oh my God, this meditation is going to kill me because it's foreign. It's like, we have to be smarter than our nervous system sometimes. We have to be smart enough to say, this is a meditation. It's not going to kill me. <laughs> and if I, I'm just laughing because it's like the nervous system is so funny. It's like, oh my God, I want a journal, but I feel like I'm dying. It's like, it's literally just because it's foreign. That's how brilliant and dumb our nervous systems are all at the same time. It's like, it's very comical. It's like, it's like, oh wait, these things are good for us. And we know that they are, but because our nervous systems are so used to getting and little us, we're our inner child is so used to getting their needs met in these other ways of like being sick, being unwell, being, you know, dysregulated. It feels so scary of like, if I release those and I'm actually okay and I don't get as much attention, well, that feels terrifying. And we have to show ourselves we are safe to release that. We don't need to be getting attention for the dysregulation, the sickness, the not being okay. Like we are safe to get attention for, for just being who we are, for <clears throat> giving ourselves attention, for getting attention for the things that we're doing really well that we want positive reinforcement on, like doing our daily habits or building our businesses or, you know, communicating differently to our loved ones. Like that's a shit that we want to get attention for. We don't want to keep getting attention for the shit that's keeping us stuck. And yet we do. We unconsciously get so much attention for it. And then we try and release it. And little us is like, hell no, I'm not giving this up. So we have to outsmart our nervous systems and say, listen, listen, I know you're trying to keep me safe, but I no longer need this to feel safe. I get to relate and feel safety in a new way. So let's summarize this up. Relating to your resistance, step one, come into relationship with it. What is it trying to protect you from? Step two, how can you show it that you are safe and you don't need that protecting? How can you show it that you are safe to lean into the thing that you are resisting? And then how can you be the leader of your nervous system by doing the aligned action of the thing that you want to release resistance around? What is one inspired action that you can do to move that needle forward toward releasing that resistance and stepping into what you want to embody more of, receive more of, 
Because remember, the conscious mind is different than the unconscious nervous system. So I can say consciously, oh, I want to receive abundance or I want to receive health and my dream body. But then when I actually go and give up the sugar, give up the caffeine, oh my God, so I'm just having major zooms right now. When I go to um, <clears throat> launch the thing or <clears throat> raise my rates or whatever it is, my nervous system is going to fight me on it. It's going to be like, no, this doesn't feel safe. And I have to be like, no, it does. It does. It is safe. Let me show you it's safe. And this is how I shifted a lot of my special wound. I did a live on this the other day of like, when that dysregulation started, I had to be like, oh no, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. I had to just breathe really deeply and be with the fear. And then the action was, I then focused on something having to do with me rather than getting stuck in my mind. And then it actually showed my nervous system, oh, wait, we felt this fear. The fear felt like it was going to kill us. But then we actually just carried on like a normal night and it didn't kill us. And so now that thing that used to feel so scary doesn't feel like a threat anymore. And that's fucking freedom. Freedom. That is what freedom is all about is setting yourself free from these perceived threats that your nervous system has that is not actually rooted in a real threat. You have to discern between the false threats and the real threats. So let's see, is there anything else that I need to share with you about resistance? Just because you're having resistance about something doesn't mean that it's not the right choice. You might be feeling resistant around something and then you're like, oh, that's not the right choice because I'm having resistance. No, sometimes doing the good things for ourselves, we're going to have resistance and it's still the right choice. That's different than if you were really feeling in your gut, like, oh my God, this isn't aligned. You know, this isn't the right choice. I don't want to do this. I'm forcing myself and I'm having so much resistance around it. That's different. Maybe the resistance is then communicating. You're not honoring yourself or you're not actually listening to what's aligned. Or you might look at, okay, the resistance feels like this thing is heavier than it needs to be. And I've talked a lot about this too. That means that your inner child is running the show because things feel heavier, like a bigger thing when you're a child than when you're relating from your adult self. So getting to the root of the resistance, what is this resistance communicating? Why does it feel so heavy? Am I making something mean something? Is little me feeling scared and she needs tending to? Like getting to the root of the resistance. And at the end of the day, even when we have resistance, like I had resistance recently around something that I wasn't sure I wanted to do, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? Let me just freaking do the thing. And sometimes we can get so caught in overthinking of like, what's the right choice and what's honoring me. And, and we just have to trust that like either way we're safe. Nothing looks perfect, right? There are going to be some choices that I make where I'm honoring myself. And I really feel that there are going to be other choices where it doesn't feel so clear, where it feels like, oh, this could go either way. Like I could be honoring myself by doing this thing or not doing this thing, or maybe, you know, I'm honoring myself by just allowing myself to be with the imperfect messiness of the choice and making the best choice possible and just trusting that either way I'm going to be okay and not making it this big thing. 
So just taking a breath with you all. Resistance can be a strong motherfucker, but we get to choose how to relate to it. So I would love to hear your takeaways. I would love to hear what you are working through resistance on. And if you need more support, my membership format just changed from monthly masterclasses to weekly trainings, Q&As, Rachel Riffs, meditations, groundings, community. We have some people in there already introducing themselves. It's just warming my heart up. My goal with this membership is to create community so you guys don't feel so alone on the healing journey. And as you're calling in those new aligned people, you, you know, and maybe shifting the people that are no longer in alignment, you have support. You have a corner of the internet to come to every Friday. We have a private Facebook group. I'll be going live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. If you can't attend live, you don't need to attend live. I'm part of a membership and I never attend live. I actually prefer the replays because I like to watch it instead of TV. <laughs> so that is one option. And then we also have two spots left in my Come Home Yourself group, which is a four-month group for anxiously attached women who want to build secure attachment. And for this week only, so if you're listening to this, I think today would be the last day. For this week only, you get my membership included if you sign up for either of my two groups that are open for enrollment currently, Real Men Heal, my three-month men's group healing program with my co-coach, Anna, and then uh, Come Home to Yourself. So if you, men, if you sign up for Real Men Heal or women, if you sign up for Come Home to Yourself, you automatically get nine months of my membership included as a gift from me to you for extra added support which is valued at $999. So basically you're getting $1,000 off, which is a fucking steal for the value of this. So I would not wait. I would not sleep on it. I would jump on that shit because it is a really good deal. It's probably the best incentive I've ever offered. Anyway, reach out with any questions, link in my Instagram bio to apply or to learn more about any of the things. I am so excited for uh, this next round of Come Home Yourself and Real Men Heal. The people that I've joined so far are just like the most ideal aligned dream clients I could have ever asked for. And I feel so fucking grateful. So let me know if you would like to join, if you would like to be next. And if you need help relating to that resistance so that it stops getting in the way of you living your best life. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed my singing rambles. All right. Love you guys so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Take time and come home to yourself. You are so fucking powerful. You can create any life that you want. Don't you forget it. Love you all. Bye.